<laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, it is Thursday. It is nine. So, of course, it's UK Cowboys time. And coming from over in the States, one of our main men himself, Mr. Paul Stewart. And we got Lauren with us coming from Scotland. How are you both doing, guys? Absolute shattered. <laughs> I'm absolutely shattered. Boys. So, yes. yeah, been not too bad here as well. But um, yeah, there's the, the wave. I've, I've not been drink. I've not been drinking the wave. Mike uh, Paul seems to have been. Oh, yeah, it's been non-stop, man. It's been non-stop. So, then got home till two a.m. this morning. Passed out on the couch. Feel like crap. But it was worth it. And, yeah. and it's not like measured shots, they just pour it and keep pouring it and so they do. Right. I like it. I like it. But of course, we are here, guys, to talk about the Battle of the Barbecue this weekend. Kansas versus Dallas. Um this for me, I don't know about you guys. This for me was the game when the schedule came out. I circled this one and it was like, right, this is this is the game. This is the one where we're going to find out where they are. Always yeah. say, wait till Thanksgiving to look to where a team is. But I looked at this and gone, no, it's, it's this game. What are your thoughts on that sentiment? The statement, I mean, before the schedule came up, well, not before the schedule, before um, season started, we all kind of dreaded the Chiefs because yeah. they've always been shy of the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, so with that being in mind and yeah so the way they're playing right now like and the way how we're playing right now i mean it's mm. it's all plus signs for us right now as far as i can see as long as we can just keep playing the way we are right now we should win this yeah i mean yeah. like kansas they have been on a down they have started badly but they seem to be getting hot at the right time but sorry go on Lauren. you were gonna say mate no, I mean, as you guys say, I mean, this was when the schedule came out and you knew that you were playing Kansas this year. That was probably the game that you were going to pick. It's also yeah. the game, obviously, it's got the the second most coveted trophy for Jerry Jones and family mm-hmm. in the Preston Road uh, trophy, which is a, a wee bird a birdhouse that's been done up by the Hunt family. Um, and, you know, the winner gets to have it in their front garden. Um, and... You know, Jerry was on the uh, 105.3, the fan, talking about it this week and how, you know, the, it, it's so coveted that, you know, if somebody wants to borrow it, they've got to sign uh, various contracts and they'll return it by the end of the day and all that sort of stuff. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, um, but Graham has popped in and he's now with us. Uh, we were just saying, Gray, that we were talking about um, that for me and the other guys as well, that when the schedule came out, we looked at the dates. Kansas City was the one we circled in a big red mark to go like, right, this is the the litmus test to see where the Cowboys are at. Is that true for you? Or do you think that because they're on sort of, they've had a rocky season, that's not so much the case? Or have you got butterflies for the game? It was that in Tampa Bay. Yeah. No, they were the two I circled, obviously. I mean, who wouldn't, you know, to to NFC and AFC champions. Um, but certainly encouraged about the way we played against Tampa. The, the season mm. we've had, the rocky season they've started with. I mean, I know I know Mahomes going to a game with five touchdown passes at the weekend, but 
Um, with their defence playing the way it is, uh, you know, there might be a couple of pick sixes in Mahomes, you never know. <laughs> so, yeah, I hell, yeah. hell of a lot more confident than I was in August, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. As long as we don't revert back to the Broncos game, as long as we don't revert to that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, we'll get into the, the a bit later into the offense for uh, Kansas because there are some interesting statistics. You know me. I, I like to go down that road, try and dig up dirt on uh, the numbers. But should we hit the news and updates and then crack on with this? Go for it. Yeah, Let's rock and roll, baby. Trying to time a well time sniffle there. I think that worked out all right. Find out later when we hear it on the audio. <laughs> right. So straight out of the gate, one of the big bits of news is Tyrone Smith. Um, practice yesterday. He's practiced today. Individual drills with some team drills added into it. Mike McCarthy says it's promising. Big one, though. Stephen and Jerry Jones have come out. And this was on Monday. And they said the way he's going, he's going to be playing. What do you guys think from what we've seen already? Do you think he's playing or are you waiting? And because of the type of injury it is, wait until Vegas? Or do you just think this game's too important if he's if he's at least half healthy, chuck him in? It's unlike yeah, the it's Jones just like, I... flash, isn't it? No. <laughs> McCarthy yes. plays it cool and the Jones just flash. He's back! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think um, obviously as soon as Jerry said it on 105.3 earlier this week that you know he was going to be back, that that signified it. I mean, Jerry was the one that broke the news about Terence Steele starting at uh, right yeah. tackle and then mm-hmm. uh, moving to left tackle last week or uh, against the Broncos. You know, he mentioned that was the plan. You know, yeah. so Mike Mike McCarthy must you know. Dread Jerry being on the fan because Jerry basically gives away all all the snippets of information that you know allows anybody to game plan against you. But um, yeah, the the fact that he's actually been practicing this week, the last two weeks has been held out. Um, you know, hasn't even done anything. So or maybe been working with Brett Brown on the sideline. But um, you know, the fact that he's actually been doing individual drills suggests that, you know, he's he's certainly close to be coming back. And, you know, this is a game that we probably need him. Um, you know, in terms of the quality of opposition, you know, the Chiefs mm-hmm. do pose a good threat. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they don't like the D-line more than sacks. They, they, they create a lot of pressure, that's for sure. Um, but also going into some other news uh, on the line, uh, Tank. He's in individual workouts and he's been on the sideline. So that's promising. Still no timeline and they haven't activated him yet. So there's still time on that. Neville Gallimore, um, he's been doing some interesting work, but still seems that he's a bit far away and they haven't activated him, you know, for that that time process, basically. In other news, Greg the Leg, Greg Zerline, he's off COVID protocol. No further COVID uh, issues from that. So that's good news. Um, Gallup with a calf, he's now a full participant. Zeke with a knee, he's a full participant. Cedric Wilson with a shoulder, full participant. There's a, a sort of a pattern going on here. Uh, Lamb with the arm injury he had, full participant. And Nashawn Wright, full participant. 
So it's looking not too bad in terms of, of you know, obviously with practices, a lot can happen between now uh, and when kickoff occurs. Uh, but, you know, this should be, uh, it is interesting to see that going on and that there's a bit of clean health. November's always the tough time of year in the NFL and the Cowboys seem to be peaking at the right time with players getting healthy and coming back. So that's good news. The only other bit of news and updates we've got for you is uh, Tuesday. So that's the week of Thanksgiving. We have the UK Cowboys TV in regular fashion, the Thanksgiving special. Uh, so that will be two shows rolled into one. It's going to be the post-game show for the Chiefs and the pre-game show for Thanksgiving. But there's going to be some guests. We did have a sort of guest lined up for tonight, but all that got cancelled because of what's going on with the Thanksgiving show. Trust me, you'll want to get joined in. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun, uh, to say the least. Um, I don't know what you guys think. That Thanksgiving show's slowly right. boiling up to be something quite nice. This this is, this is going to be another sort of draft show, but not twenty four hour one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think of it more of a condensed version of a twenty four hour show in just two hours. Think of it. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah it, so people, we're not going it, 24 hours. So, so people get your thinking caps on who our special guests are going to be. Get your thinking caps <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to yeah. bring up bring up Brian's comment here and correct him a little bit because Taco is actually playing for the Steelers at the moment. Oh, <laughs> so he's no, he's no longer <laughs> on the Chiefs. <laughs> no, only Lord noticed. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm busy sharing the sh- I'm trying to do three things at once yeah. I'm no from, good if you ask my round, wife from first round pick to journeyman yep <laughs> yeah but ironically we are still facing ex-cowboys over there in the Chiefs um, Anthony Hitchens yep. being one of them um, yep. which gives me a nice segue should we do the offense let's go go for it Alrighty, so straight out of the gate, the first thing I put on my notes for the Cowboys offense is Arrowhead Stadium. I think that is the biggest problem, that that stadium is loud. No, I think like, I'm, Mike, I'm going to be the biggest problem when I'm there. <laughs> I hope you will be. I hope you will be. Well, from the sounds of things, just about every member of the media from Dallas is going going up on road trips up to Kansas as well to experience <laughs> the, the, the as well. So, uh, Arrowhead Stadium, because of the way it is, they've actually dug it down into the ground, and um, you know it creates that sort of bowl, and everything just resonates mm-hmm. around it. So, it is one of the yeah. loudest stadiums in. Open air stadiums. I mean, obviously the yeah. the the, the um, Superdome in New Orleans is supposedly another one. Um, <laughs> there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who are you going with? Sorry. Who are you going to New Orleans with? Uh, my friends uh, Annette, Tracy, and his wife Cindy. So we're all going up, and my uh, friend and there's Meg as well, isn't there? Uh, sorry? There's Meg as well, isn't there? Uh, well, I think I'm going to be meeting Meg in New Orleans as well. 
So she's going to be at the Kansas City game, and obviously I'll see her in Dallas, and I'll see like Kelsey and all that as well. And I'm in Dallas, and I think Meg's going to the New Orleans game as well. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, she did say that. Yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll see her there as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll come back and circle to where I'm coming with, um, more particularly on the offense. There's a reason. And I'm starting with the offensive line. Tyron Smith, I think if he does play in this game, it's always helpful because he is the crown jewel. That is the crown of the Cowboys O-line. And I've said that before. If Terrence Steele ends up playing out there, he did well against the Falcons. So, okay, we'll keep that going um, if needs be. Uh, But for me, right? We have a situation with the O-line, and I'm not sure where to peg it. And it starts really with Connor Williams. And both statements are completely true, though, which is why I'm stuck in the mud with Connor Williams. Is First of all, Connor Williams leads the league in penalties, right? He does. In, in, as an individual player, he leads the league in penalties. But when you look at it, his penalties are all holding calls. The chop block that he was on, uh, I, 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 he fell over. <laughs> and I, I can't believe that they called that a chop block. It was ridiculous. But this statement is also true. The officiating this year has been terrible. Yeah. So where do you lie with Connor Williams? Uh, to be honest, like from watching the mistake Williams has done, is that he should have learned by now. Like some of them are pretty obvious. You know what I mean? So, for me, Arnold's just not stepped up, in my personal opinion. I think he's just, he's, he's no evolved. He's not learning from his mistakes as much. Like, there's, like that game against, um, who did we play before the Broncos? There's the Patriots game. I'm, talk, I'm yeah. thinking that one was the biggest one of all, with like that big massive drive. And the, the, the holding call was pretty obvious for me anyway. Look at um, that one where he could have cost the game is where you're it, going. It, it almost did cost us the game, that mm-hmm. one in particular. And, yeah. and I'm just like, for goodness sakes, corner man. It's like, just even just trying to tuck your arms in closer to your body without actually looking as though you're actually trying to reach out and grab the guy. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. but, ah, uh, but, after, I, 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 I'm sorry, but I, I think it's best we move on from corner after this season. Yeah, I think I think his problem this year as well is once you once you get two or three penalties in a game, then you know the opposing coaches, you know they're they're able to talk to the referees before the game and they you know mm-hmm. they they highlight things they want the refs to look at, and I think because of it happening in the first game against Tampa, it's yeah. sort of snowballed. Everybody's saying now look watch out for Connor Williams. He does this, this, and this. And Jerry even mentioned it as well earlier this week that, you know, there was one call he got last week where, you know, it wasn't even his typical sort of, um, it wasn't in pass protection or anything like that. He'd actually peeled off, gone out to somebody, and then they just deemed that his arms were a little bit too far out on the shoulder pads or whatever. And it was, you know, he was almost being deemed for clamping the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, back when I played, I mean, there was there was one referee I knew that um, if he if he was officiating the game, that was it. I was guaranteed at least three holding penalties in the game. Uh, you know, there there were certain um, refs that 
highlighted certain areas and um you know either took a disliking for you or you know obviously your technique was just you know that was something that they didn't like so it's it, it is bad for him but i mean i think it his problem as well it's always been when he's up against really heavy big dudes yeah and you know we've got That's one nice. this week in in chris jones who's 6'6 298 pounds i mean he suggests that he'll be um given a problem to both Biadish and um, Williams. You know, he'll be playing that nose tackle spot. Um, I don't know about you guys, but you, you guys just kind of made the point there with the coaches now kind of feeding into the ears of the referees before the game and then say, watch out for corner Williams. If that's the case then, if the referees are on to him, why are we putting him on the field? Because they're kind of being ta- he's been targeted. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously, I think... Because holding for me in the NFL, hold the, the holding calls, they're very ticky tacky. Do you know what I mean? All of them are. You can literally, like, there's holding calls, and it happens all the time, where there are holding calls that happen, and after the game, they go, Yeah, sorry, we got it wrong. That wasn't a holding call. And there are holding calls that are obvious that don't get called, that cost games sure. for, the, for the opposing teams. So the, the, I think for holding is just such a tricky situation, but there has to be something that Connor Williams is doing, and I don't know if it's a coaching or more of something that he does in his game and his technique, and that's what the the, the the officials are seeing, and they're going, "Oh well, that has to be holding," or, or he's not shielding himself to stop the yeah. the officials <clears throat> noticing what he's doing. But go on, Greg, take I, it away. I think that's I think that's a lot to do with it, Mike. I think you're you're right and you're saying that um a, a lineman will will grab on mm. but it's it's the clear kind of sign that you're you can see hands away from your body that you're you're stretching out and holding on. For me it's a case of he's not shifting his feet, he's not digging into the ground, he's not standing and holding his position, he's simply the the D lineman's getting too far away from his body. The hands are out, and you can you can flag it all day long. Um, mm. To the point in the officiating, it has been ropey across the league. But I don't mm. hear Zach Martin or Tyler Biadish getting all these calls. You know, if if it's the same referee, so why why is it always on Connor Williams? It's always on Connor Williams because he's the weak link. He's he's the one that's losing his that's losing his assignment. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it, it's, I, if we could move on, I would. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it just goes back to what she's kind of saying there. Regards to like he has been targeted, and it's making him an e- it is making him an easy target from the refereeing perspective because other coaches are identifying saying, "Oh, he's holding, he's holding. Watch out for him." All that type of stuff, and it just seems to be. And easy, like just referees are more focusing on him rather than yeah. you say like the Addish and Martin don't get them holding calls or whatever or not. So, I mean, if that's the case, why not take that equation out for the referees and put McGovern in? I mean, well, I mean, uh, the, yeah. the one thing I would say about that is McGovern played the second half there of the Falcons game, and he he drew at least one holding call as well. Um, so there obviously there's some sort of targeting of the interior line, and again yeah. whether it whether it is a combination of 
you know, uh, Connor Williams, he's, yes, there was the big talk about how he remodeled his body from year one to year two, but is he suffering from the, you know, you're not hearing in the same way that Larry Allen did, that, he, you know, every year you were hearing mm-hmm. about strength and strength and strength. Yeah. You're not hearing about him setting record, and I suppose we're not hearing it in general, but you're not hearing about them setting higher goals or yeah. in the gym and, you know, bench uh, squatting this, benching that and all, all this. Not hearing um, about that at all. He's, he's, it, yes, he's maybe got the physique now that he looks like a guard, but has he actually got the strength or is it just, you know, some, some guys can look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but struggle with lifting a five kilo weight or something like that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um is it is it something like that that he he just doesn't have the genetics to 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 play guard it, it's certainly the way that we're asking him to play guard. Okay. Yeah. Here's one for you. And it came up on Talking Cowboys because earlier in the season we made a bet with Rob Phillips that Connor McGovern will score a receiving touchdown. <laughs> and it almost happened on the weekend. Not only did McGovern play from the slot, he also played at fullback, ran out on the flat, and not only did he do that, he turned to Dak and clapped his hands for the ball. We were that close. <laughs> we were that close. Could you imagine, like, John Madden will be watching that, TV, that on his TV screen? Boom! Yeah. <laughs> Boom! Look, second right here. Boom! That'll make him. He caught it. He caught it. He caught it. Don't you just love a fat man going in? And it almost happened. But I tell you what is interesting is what that shows you. And the reason I bring it up is it shows you um, really Callum Moore's play calling, which I think's been outstanding. And in the red zone, if you remember. The last two years, we've complained about red zone scoring. The Cowboys actually are like six. I think they rank six in red zone percentage scoring. Um, I'll bring the stats up a bit later on the red zone. Like 55% or something like that? 55%? Red zone scoring. Yes, it is actually. It's 65%. Yeah, yeah, bang on. So uh, it, it, they are actually doing really well. But what I, uh, it really the McGovern situation is, is showing you is, and you can imagine it, that you can imagine Kellen Moore just like going, what can I do this different? I know what I'll do. I'll put McGovern in the slot and throw Lamb a screen pass. <laughs> but it just goes to show the confidence and the mind that Kellen Moore is going into to put this together and implement it and make it work. So, I think penalties for the Cowboys on offense are an issue. Yeah. But what balances that out is Callum Moore's way of dealing with the playbook. And also, yeah, no. I, I, I would add one more on top of that, Mike, is Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. under, Mike McCarthy's under pressure, under the situation. If that's one thing that we've dealt with this year, mm-hmm. is how to adapt during situations. Maybe not so much that Broncos game, but when we are like, for example, that like in the second half, they come out guns blazing. Exactly, we came out all out. We were ramming it down their throats. Mm-hmm. Even man, if we can just keep doing that, we've been doing it all year. I mean, I have no worries at all what we're going to be doing against the Chiefs right now. 
I think yeah. also the com- I think also the confidence that the offense have that you know obviously we had the issues in the Denver game where we were going four and fourth down last week against the Falcons we were three for three. I know. Um, you know that having that confidence that you can convert on fourth down is actually you know if you do fall behind and you go second and long, you know you can see that you can take three downs to actually. Assuming you're not backed up into your own end zone or whatever, you can actually take those three downs to try and move the 10 yards. Um, and you're not having to worry about punting the ball all the time. Um, yeah. You know, the, the the offense has confidence that we can convert. Whether they, whether they try doing it against the caliber of a, a Chiefs game, a, a Chiefs team this week, be interesting to see, but you know, I, th- I think we'll at least attempt a few fourth downs this week. Um, I can see it happening. I think yep. like McCarthy has come out in his press conference, one of them this week, and he was just like, "Yeah, I know that, that there's a lot, but um, that the strength of this team is the offense. Why would you want to take that off? You know, and the, the, conversely, the the objective uh, effect that it has, which you see as well, is the third down conversion." Because in their mind, they go in, we'll probably go for it on fourth. So then that means that third down conversions become a lot easier. Because in your mind, you're going, it's all right, we'll have another crack at this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's that sort of not everything, not all your eggs are in one basket on third down. Um, and I think that has a part to play in it. But here's one for you. And I, I, I will be coming back to the O-line. But here's one for you. Ready? Kansas City. Their defense ranks six in uh, their blitz rate. They blitz a hell of a lot. Reason being, they have really no like super effective pass rushes. So they have to send the blitz in to be able to put pressure on the quarterback because they just don't have that guy. Like we've got Randy Gregory, they don't have their Randy Gregory, so they have to blitz. But here's an interesting fact Dak, in his career, has thrown. 15 touchdowns while the opposition has been blitzing. That's the most in the NFL. The next quarterback to have any number to rival him has nine. Let me guess, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and what, what's crazy about this, that no other quarterback has more. And another one is that they do put a lot of pressure. Their D-line do create pressures. They have more pressures than the Cowboys do. They don't have a lot of uh, sacks, but what that means is you're putting Dak right where he needs to be, that he's great at picking up the blitz. The O-line are good at giving him the time and the protection. So when it comes against the blitz, which is what Kansas are trying to do, oh, Dak's just sailing. He's going, yeah, thank you very much. I can see where you're trying to bring uh, your game, your defense into for you, do you th- I don't know what you guys think. Do you think that this is a game where they are going to be bringing the blitz, or do you think they're going to try and step back a little bit? Because the Cowboys' the... offense is fairly balanced. I mean, I, I, I would imagine them trying to run the blitz anyway, just to kind of like get in to cover all the gaps for the run game, mm-hmm. especially not so much as Dak. So, I mean, I mean, if that's all they got, then it kind of just leaves the middle of the field a bit more open for the. Like slot slot receivers, for example, like Lamb, for example. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. I think they'll have to bring the blitz because if they don't, Dak will find somebody eventually. Yeah, 
Um, especially he'll with, give him a clean pocket. Especially with pit. Michael Gallup back now. You know, if they if they allow him four or five seconds to get rid of the ball, he'll get rid of it to somebody, even yep. if it's to running back out and out on the sideline. Um, I think they're gonna have they're gonna have to blitz. Um, yeah, because well, I mean, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, I, I think obviously you know. Kansas need to to adjust to the fact that we our, our guys are have been together for so many years that we mm-hmm. they all know what each other are thinking and case in point the the touchdown to CD Lamb last week where yeah. you know that just dropped back dropped back dropped back and then threw it and knew that Lamb just had that extra you know he could have taken his time to rather than drilling it he let it float to the corner where only C.D. Lamb could get it. Um, you know, that sort of understanding that you have within the team um, helps when when blitzes are coming. And, you know, we do have these weapons. We have Zeke, who's doing an absolute storming job at blitz protection. Um, you know, I, I think you almost have to have... Um, you almost have to attack Dak this week trying to do coverage... Make make him hold on to the ball, and hopefully you'll get your four, three, four offensive linemen. Uh, sorry, defensive linemen coming in and tackling them. This is the problem that um, when we come to talk about Kansas City, this is what's the problem with Mahomes this year. I think the blueprint, and I hate to use the word blueprint because obviously <laughs> it has the connotations of the Denver game, but. Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl sort of showed that you know if you can if you can match Brady with um, coverage uh, and get the pressure from your defensive line, then that's that's throwing um, that's throwing Mahomes off, yeah. and because he's he's used to sort of knowing what to do as soon as there's a blitz coming. Yeah, um, Dax Dax better suited. I think Dax actually better suited for hanging around and waiting for the plays to develop, having that confidence that he knows how the guys can do it. But he can, as you say, he can handle the blitz better as well. So um, I, I actually think, you know, and the talk has been this year, is Dak actually better than Mahomes in some mm-hmm. respects? In terms of his career, you know, Pam, Mahomes obviously has had the better career, but this year Dak is miles ahead i mean they're, they're miles apart right now so it is a crazy thing to look at and talking of of stats one that popped in my head i seen um the cowboys this year as the rankings are going up they rank first in um offensive points scored and they rank first in offensive total yards do you know the last time which year it was the cowboys ranked first in both 1995 Correct. <laughs> so the omen continues. The omen continues. Um, but here's some more information for you because um, I'm going to bring it back to the O line. Uh, some other things that Kansas City, they ranked 22nd on defense in first downs allowed, uh, 16th in third down percentage of 41%. So, okay. Uh, they ranked 22nd. In rushing first downs, right? So that's a lot of first downs they allow on the ground. They then rank 22nd in pass completions at 67%. Dak, for this year, he's on 71% at the moment. 
all that to me equates when you look at that you go so they allow a lot of first downs on the ground they allow a high percentage on passing to me the thing i'm looking at you our o-line is what is most important right now in this game this is my key matchup because if they can hold up the play action pass is going to absolutely destroy the kansas city chiefs if they can key in on that if they can do as it says statistically what they allow the play action is just going to fall into cowboys laps another yeah. another stat on top of that is they rank 25th in points allowed mm. that's the stat i'm looking at so they can certainly to to use a phrase here in the uk they can certainly be got at um you know mm. you can you can score points on kansas so um I think it's I think it's going to be a high score, but um, overall, I, I see our defense giving us enough opportunities to to hold a lead. Um, you know, I could see them scoring a few field goals instead of touchdowns, and that might be, just be the difference. Um, but in terms of points allowed, you can score on the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, uh, we was talking about the red zone. Um, the the Chiefs' defense is twenty six. In red zone scoring, they allow sixty nine percent of red zone attempts to turn into a touchdown, which is huge. <laughs> it's ginormous. Um, and twenty, you already mentioned in point scoring, but they allow twenty seventh in touchdowns per game. Um, so I think for me, it's about the play action pass. The key matchup here is the offensive line. If they can hold up, create the play action, game's over. The only question I want to ask you, though, guys, is do you want to score quickly against the Chiefs or do you want to run up the clock on them to keep the offense off? Flash in their face. <laughs> Good Smash answer. Face. Yeah. Smash with football. Put it across their face, but they don't know how to react. Don't know how to just put them in the back foot, especially at home. And that will silence the crowd immediately for sure. But if you ever start winding the clock, the crowd can still get behind them and still kind of get them that little bit of motivation. Now, if you mm-hmm. can actually really smash it down their throats for the best time of the early part of that game, you've got the best chance of winning throughout that whole game and keep it consistent that way. I'm tempted to say run the run the ball and run the clock, but I think if you get a lead on the Chiefs, Mahomes get flustered. You know, he does, he, he does start, the rainbow ball starts coming out and um, yep. The stretch, the stretch plays start happening, and once he once he kind of unravels, um, you know that's that's when the mistakes happen, and that's when you could see uh, Diggs get his ninth. Can't believe I just said that. <laughs> his, his ninth interception. Can you, honestly, can you believe it? His yeah, ninth interception of the season. Yeah, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll get on to him in a moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'll go around and ask you guys, uh, and then we can move to the defence. For you, though, I mean, I've given you my key matchup. My key matchup's the O-line for the play-action pass. But for you guys, what, and I'll ask you first, Lorne, uh, what's your key matchup on offence? I think, I think the secondary of Kansas City is fairly suspect. I mean, when you're... Yeah. Your starting left cornerback is uh, Chavarius Ward, who couldn't even mm-hmm. get on the roster here. Um, he's obviously he obviously has improved to be a starter in the NFL, um, but I mean, 
the same way when we were talking about it might Dan Quinn last week having an understanding of the tendencies of the the Atlanta Falcons players and know what they were strong and weak at. Kellen Moore was a teammate at Ward, so we'll have gone up against him in training camps. Um, you know, we'll have an understanding of how to attack him. Um, and, you know, he can relay that to Dak and obviously that'll be something. Um, as, as you say, if, if Dak has the time, Dak can pick anybody apart. And I think that, so I think it's their secondary is, is certainly easily, easy to attack. I think the fact that we have so many weapons as well, we have that ability to, to keep them on the back foot. You've got Zeke, you've got Pollard, you've got Schultz, who had a quiet game last week. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, if you talk about Schultz, 12-man personnel is a good place to start yeah. there as well. Yeah. yeah. No, sorry, um, didn't mean to interrupt you. Just no, popped no, no. into my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, but go on, then, Paul. You can go next, don't you? Who's your key matchup on offense? Hmm. If you're saying Smash Mouth football, are you saying the same as me, offensive line, or are you going Zeke? Oh no! Like so, my definition was was actually the run. Like you're just basically you want to actually destroy the defense, like make them give up. So either through the run game or like tire out the cornerbacks, make them just make them run in circles pretty much. So for mm-hmm. me, it's, it's all it's all about Dak and how he's going to control the game. That's my key to as well. Like not so much about, not not so much who he's going head to head with as he is it's that is but it's just how he's going to control the game. That's what I'm most interested about. Okay, and then what about you, Gray? I'm not sure. I'm not sure who the, the matchup on the Cowboys will be, but I think whoever Tyron Matthew doubles. Um, I think if Tyron Matthew is there, they're kind of shining light in the secondary. Um, he, he might be regressing a little bit, but I think if we can get if we can get separation from the double team. Um, that's going to open things up for Dak, especially when you talk about a questionable secondary. So um, if Tyron Matthew has a big game, he could take out one of the, the angles on receiver. Um, tempted to say, you know, um, like Chris Jones against uh, whoever it is, Beadish or, um, yeah, 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 yeah. or Connor Williams. I mean, the Interior pressures, we all know it, it's tough. It's tough to overcome because mm. if, if it's if it's pressure off the edge, you can you can move around in the pocket a little bit. But if the interior of your pocket collapses, it may be a long night. So um, that I'm split between those two. But I think depending on how well Tyron Matthew plays, um, has a big say in whether we've seen Team Forty Burger again or not. And hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right then. Right, uh, let's move on to the defense, and we'll see how that stacks up. First thing that popped into my head looking at this is there's two parts of, of this defense that 
need to really get going. The first one for me, and we'll talk about it first, is we keep talking about him as J-Ron Curse. Having a phenomenal season with what yeah. he's doing. We're calling him the tight end killer. We're about to find out if that statement is true. He's up against maybe one of the most elite tight ends in the league. Are you going to put Curse on him? Because don't forget as well, there's another guy who could play quite well in this situation, Malik Hooker, which we haven't seen much of. What are we going to do here to try and slow Kelsey down? Let's start there. Oh, well, you just kind of nailed that. that was the thing I was going to say was the, going to be my man-to-man matchup for the defence was Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey. So, yeah. uh, and that's if the, the way Kelsey's playing right now, I, I think we can definitely nullify a, to an extent with Kelsey. Like, no doubt he will get open depending on what the play is, whatever and that, but maybe get three, 10 yards there, whatever and that. But I think the way how our defence is, we, we will kind of isolate him and have to force Mahomes to throw a different hand to someone else. Mm-hmm. I could. I'll give you another name as well. I mean, obviously, if he plays, if he plays the way he did last week as well, Jordan Lewis actually mm-hmm. ha- handled Kyle Pitts very well last week. Um, now right. Kyle, P- Kyle Pitts needs uh, needs to um, expand his game a little bit. I think to, before he's on the same level as Ke- Kelsey. But I mean, Jordan Lewis can certainly handle. Uh, some of the things that Kelsey will be throwing at you. I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you what, though, Lauren, like, I was blown up. When I was watching the, the game at the watch party for the, the Barachos and that, I just couldn't believe that was Jordan Lewis that was doing all those plays during that whole game. It was like, without a doubt, his best ever game as a cowboy, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, if he can continue on that for as well, like, and, uh, like, <clears throat> That that whole secondary last week. I mean, the the concentration that Anthony Brown come down with the pick. Yeah. Um, you know, Diggs as Diggs as well actually handled everything really well. So, you know, obviously they were they were stung last week, uh, stung the week before by the Broncos, and I think everybody came out wanting to to really make a a statement. So. Whether they're still and hopefully you rise to the co- the level of competition that you're you're going up against, and obviously Kansas does provide a big threat. I think you're probably going to see more zone this week than you would normally. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dan Quinn's actually this year. The obviously you know with how Dan Quinn used to be a zone coverage guy, but this year he he has said he's gone man coverage a lot more, but. Um, there was a video recently showing Tyreek Hill and the number of times he, you know, he's he's mic'd up and he's he's running past defenders and he's saying, oh, excuse me, all the time. He says, excuse me, coming through and all this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, there's very few people that can handle that sort of speed. We don't know what Diggs has been timed at. Um because obviously he never had a he never had the combine. He never had a pro day. Uh, so we don't know what his 40-yard dash is, but I don't think he's probably got the same sp- level of speed as um, as Tyreek Hill. I think you, you need to basically have the corners playing the first line of defence and being able to pass them off to the safeties. Um, and that way the safeties have a, a chance to actually see, see where Hill's running and you know move to where he is to cover him. 
yeah, it's it's tough dealing with the, the Kansas offense, and um, we've seen them for many years now. I mean, you've got it's almost like you need to pick your poison and just just let them have some of it because you've got Hill as the deep threat, you've got Kelsey over in the middle, and if you don't have those two locked up, you've got Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams caught nine passes out of nine out of the backfield last week, so they've got potency on offense throughout it. Um, you know, I would, I would almost rank them second in the league overall to the Cowboys' offense. I still think we have the best offense, but we've got, in my opinion, we've got number two on Sunday. So um, I think they would they would love this to be the Sunday night game. <laughs> this would this would be yeah. this would be some matchup. Um, if Don't give them ideas let, now. Nah. <laughs> if they have um, to let Kelsey have the ball, then you know it, it, that's that's just what it has to be. We're just going to have to keep pace with them. And you've got Clyde Edwards Hilaire lately to be coming, coming back, back from injury this yeah, week. Yeah. So um, you know that's them, but almost back to full full strength as well. So. We'll see if he's so then, football, we'll see if he's football ready. I've I've not been overly impressed with Edwards earlier. I don't know about you guys, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, question marks there. To me, Clyde Edwards earlier is a third down back, and they're trying to use him on all three downs. And he's just he's not that guy. He's 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 not a bad running back, but to me in the NFL, he's better as a third down running back rather than trying yeah. to use him as a bell cow. He hasn't proved himself as a first round pick yet no chance no no no, no. and you know with the injuries as well mm-hmm. um that's been a situation but how are you guys what are you guys going to do with Tyreek Hill because this guy I mean he he is racking up the yak yards I think he's over 300 yards on yak and he is speedy he's fast yeah. well what are well, you doing with him well I think Joe kind of made a wee comment like I would rather prefer to have Brown more up against how mm-hmm because he obviously is a lot more quicker, but I think where yeah. Diggs being more the ball hawk, I think he'll be looking for more of the slot receivers in terms of that scenario, because it's it never seems to be the deep route balls where Diggs makes those plays. It always seems to be like middle routes or short routes. So I think with Brown, he seems to be more the speed corner. So I mm-hmm. think if, that's, if it's anything to kind of go by on, I think that would be it. All right. How are you dealing with it? That this situation, mm-hmm. uh, Gray. Do you go three high safety, and mm-hmm. and try and keep them underneath? Um, just because. See if I see if I was to choose a corner, a, a wide receiver to defend on a fly route, Tyreek Hill would be last. <laughs> I mean, the the guy can he can fly. He really can fly, and Mahomes has the arm to get it there. It's scary. So it's almost as if you want to let the Chiefs play underneath. I think I think if I remember right, that's how the Bucks treated them in the Super Bowl. They let everything mm-hmm. happen underneath and rush to the ball when when you know where the ball is. Um, I think if you if you let Hill go, the there's there's always going to be a deep threat, and before you know it, you're your offense is back on the field again, um, tiring themselves out. So, for me, I would I would open up the defense and um, you know let let them play underneath. Let give them the short stuff. Let let Williams have the the dump ball and let 
Kelsey go have the tenon in and slant and all that kind of stuff, just so long as you don't get beat deep. That's how I would treat it. All right then. Um, it's, but do you think this is a game? You, so you're going to have two men shade. You so you're going to have a, a corner and a safety shade. Then is what you're saying. Is how you're going to treat that? You would have to. Yeah. I, yeah. I think so the, are you doing the same as, on the other side with Miko Hardman? As good as Kelsey is, you're going to have to put him and him and Hardman single coverage. I think hell is hell is the double coverage. Um, I've got Hardman in a couple of fantasy leagues. Hardman blows hot and cold. He's yes. not. He's not a consistent player. Like he doesn't get the 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 stats you would expect from a, a Kansas offense. Um, mm-hmm. I I I don't think that the consistency is there. So if you can get if you can keep Hardman in single coverage, that I'm okay with that. Yeah, I see where you're going. Because um, it, it is a, because like. The big thing about this team is that their O-line has got issues. It's all new players that are all trying to figure stuff out. And I think Pat Mahomes at the moment, it's quite bad. They rank 31st in giveaways. Um, Yeah. So um, Pat Mahomes is uh, throwing at least one interception per game. That's the rate he's on at the moment, Uh, which is absolutely insane when you're talking about Pat Mahomes. I mean, one of the things he can do is uh, play out of structure, move around, scramble outside, uh, and get going. But I think because his O line are giving him so many problems that he's having to make these choice throws that turn into a 50 50 ball, and then some of them are turning interceptions. So I think this is actually a particular game where Trayvon Diggs could continue on yeah. this crazy interception yeah. trend. <laughs> yeah. There's there's an interception in Mahomes, like you're saying. Um well, yeah, every be, chance. Yeah. There's going there's going to be at least one interception from Mahomes, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and if we can if we can get the if we can get the pass rush from from our um front front four, I, I mean that would just um that would just actually put pressure on them make him throw all these underarm throws or throw as he's about to get hit. And that just that just gives you enough uncertainty. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned this, Lauren. I'm really glad you mentioned the D-line there. As you know, I love the D-line. But yep. I, I want to talk about, like, for me, it's, I think Chancey Golston is going to be what is not is going to be the guy that's going to really force Mahomes out of that pocket. Big time because obviously Gregory's going to get the, the main focus on, but whereas if Mahomes is going to do like a bootleg and cut out, it's going to be it's going to be Ghost is going to be chasing him down or potential or even Parsons. So depending on what's happening, but man, I, it's not going to look it's not going to look pretty for Mahomes. It's going to be a really tough game for him without front four or sorry, front yeah. seven. Sorry. Well, nah. here's the thing, and it, it, it just um, came up here, and I'll let Graham take the reins on this one. Is Yes, it's the D-line, but to me, for me, when I'm looking at it, their offensive line is struggling. Um, yeah. Brown on the, the one side isn't too bad, and they've got Creed Humphrey in the middle, who's the rookie, but he's doing quite well at the moment. This, again, Graham, that you put Parsons in to go and get Mahomes, and that's yeah. his job. Yeah, um, certainly, certainly from linebacker. Yeah, um, I, I think 
one of the one of the key ways to stop a quarterback throwing the rainbow ball, the deep ball, mm-hmm. is to get in his face and not let him have the the three, four, five seconds. So, um, if there's a if there's a speed rusher to be had from linebacker to be had in the league just now, it's Michael Parsons. So mm-hmm. if they can if they can get him off off balance, um, put somebody in his face, he's not going to have the time to pick out. Uh, Tyreek Hill down the field so that's certainly one way to cover up a, a, a not a questionable secondary but a secondary that might get challenged if you can stop stop the ball at the at the line you know, at the line of scrimmage if you can get them to t- to accept the dump ball to, to Williams or, or Kelsey it um, certainly keeps Hill out of the game um, I think yeah that's a great point I, I could see I could see um, Parsons being a big thorn in Mahomes' side. Yeah, um, I, I'm. I, I'm not going to play him at linebacker. I'm going to play him at end. Would you put him at end? Right. Okay. No. Okay. For me, I, I keep seeing this. Parsons definitely that hybrid type of linebacker goes up to the line of scrimmage. Like he will, I'd say he will play more linebacker, but he will move up to the line of scrimmage. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, You've uh, still got to use him to clog holes on run plays. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. What I want to say is, it's definitely going to be like I keep using this comparison because it is really quite similar to the Von Miller situation when he was at Brock in Denver. Like, because mm-hmm. Von Miller was actually a linebacker, but you see him a lot more moving up and down into the line of scrimmage, and you would think he was a defensive end sometimes. So that's where I'm kind of going with that. So. He's more of a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because you've got Armstrong and Golston on the other side. You know, we talked about them having bad games against them. I mean, we, we don't need to go there. But last week, they both had yeah, amazing yeah. games. They were really good. This is a game where they can continue on with that. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you put Parsons over there and you try and shut that down. I think the only way that they, they're going to win on defense is to get to Mahomes quickly put the pressure on him because they run game. I think their run game is bad enough because, all right, we can talk about Leighton Van Der Esch, that um, I think the, that their run game is bad enough that Leighton Van Der Esch will be able to deal with that. But also Leighton Van Der Esch lately seems to be coming on <laughs> quietly <laughs> plodding along. Yeah, because uh, even RJ made the comment on Tuesday show like about that, about uh, uh, LVE. You're actually seeing him kind of like stepping up. He's making some plays as well. He's mm-hmm. making the tackles. He's contributing. What do you want? So it's like it's it's a whole collective within the defense right now. Everyone's yeah. playing. Everyone's playing for each other. And, and yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And again, we never had that last year, and we're seeing the difference of what's going on right now. And the long may it continue the way it's going right now. Yeah, and that was really the notes. I put on the defense side of it all. Um, and what we'll do is really that that's the most important part for me. And I don't know with comments at home. We'll do this with you guys. I'm going to give you mine. These guys are going to give you theirs. So give us yours. What do you think the final score is going to be in this game, guys? I've got it. That is going to be a double digit win for Dallas. That is going to be 31-20 to Dallas. Only because they're going to be trying to play the clock. That's why the score is low. So I'll ask you next, Lorne. What do you think the final score is going to be? Tell us at home, too. I'm going to say 
32-21. I think it's going to be double digits as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think is I think we're going to we're going to get thirty points, and you know when we get thirty points, we're almost guaranteed a victory. So yeah, that's that's my scoreline: thirty-two twenty-one. All right then, uh, go on then, Paul. Give us yours. I'm going to 45-25. The battle of the barbecue really is on. 45-24, sorry. 45-24. I see what you did there. Rounding it, rounding it round. All right. uh, Give us yours then, Gray. Right. Um... Better get your popcorn because it's going to be a show. I'm going to go 42-35, Cowboys. <laughs> I think it's going right, to be okay. a shootout. I, 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 think it's, I think the viewing figures are going to go through the roof. <laughs> um, yeah. Combined, combined, Prescott and Mahomes have 45 touchdown passes between them. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, I'll, so, add, I'll add this on top of my story. It'll be 45-24 and me running about with my top off in the Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen that before. Uh, but I'll, just to, uh, just so you know, there's just come in from Rob Phillips, um, literally hot off the press, uh, that Tyrone Smith uh, was limited in practice doing individual drills today. Right. That's official. Okay. Just to let you know. Uh, you obviously see it'll all come up. It's going to go crazy as it always does when it's Tyron Smith. Um, but yes, uh, some interesting scores coming in. Keep them coming in while we do the next segment and we'll do the fantasy lounge. Let's hit this baby. <sighs> I do like this bit because like all the pressure's off now. Trying to talk analytics, you can just get into the fun and games of it all. Um, Yes, so we are playing the Fantasy Lounge, guys. Play along at home. Very, very simple. I give you the projected... Sorry, mate. Morn, Graham, screw you for turning two cans. Is it Iron Brew both of you support there? Yeah, I've got Iron Brew. I've got uh, really good. It's just both of the bookies are synchronized drinking that there, and I was like, yeah, shut up, bastards. It's on the brew. Paul, on the brew. Paul, if you want to swap, you just let me know, Paul. <laughs> 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 I might as well get myself up here where I'm at this as well. <laughs> I've also, just a quick shout out to people trying to watch on Twitter. We don't know what's going on. There seems to be an issue with the feed over there, and it's deleted the broadcast. We don't know why. We'll figure it out. Sure, we'll, we'll get that fixed for you. Um, but the Fantasy Lounge, very, very simple. All right, guys, I give you the projected NFL.com's fantasy score, round the scores, give it to you. You just say more or less. So if it's more, it's boy, oh, boy. If it's less, oh, boy. So I'm going to start you off, Graham, Dak. With 20 fantasy points. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Boy, yeah. <laughs> Good, 20. 20? 20. Low. 20 is what he gets no. every week. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure aiming. If you go back, it'll be, you always say back 20 points. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm at least 20, 25, 26 points, at least. Um, yeah. yeah. If, they say, if they say 25, 26, I'll be like, mm, that's fair enough, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. 20? All right. So 20. we're all going more than that then. All right. <laughs> Zeke. Zeke. This is a tricky one. Zeke then, right? 14 fantasy points. Mm. Uh, boy, oh boy, again. I mean, yeah. two mm. touchdown performance last week. Um, he yeah. is he is red hot. Forget about the knee. Um, I'm going to go boy, oh boy. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh yeah, boy. Boy, oh boy. All right, then. Everyone's a boy, oh boy, then. All right, I like that. Um, we do have Ooh. an oh boy. Yeah, we do have an oh Brian, boy. That's fine. That's fine. Brian. Come on, no, Brian. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> right, CD Lamb, CD Lamb. So you're all saying Dak's going to have a stormer of a game. Yeah. So CD Lamb, 15 fantasy points. I was going to say 16 there as a wee guess there. Mm. So I'm going to say boy. I'm going to say boy or oh boy. Boy or boy. Graham, Lone. See, I think there's going to be a shift in strategy soon. I think. Lamb is going to end up with the double coverage sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's going to be looking at Gall- I think that's going to be looking at Gallup and Cooper, and I think Schultz will respond as well from the fa- from his one game. So I'm going to go. I'm I'll go push because I still I still think oh, he's going to get there okay. or thereabouts. All right, and a lot of bio boys coming in on that one. Right, mm. Dalton Schultz, and there is good reason why I've gone for the tight end because I'm doing that on the other side. Dalton Schultz, ten fantasy points. Oof. I'm actually going lower for Schultz right now. I think he's going to have an accurate oh, really? Yeah, I'm going Oof. boy. I'm going oh boy. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go boy oh boy. I think he's. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think he's going to respond. So. I think six. he has a red zone touchdown. What was it? Six fantasy points. Six. Ten. 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 No, I'd say if you said six, then I'd say push. Mm, but again, know. ten's only forty yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's non PPR. Like, if you're going PPR, which NFL.com is, that's five receptions, you're halfway there. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something here, Glenn. This is just going to be a wee side bet. I think we might see Sean McEwen get his first touchdown. I think he will. I think he will because yep. he's going to be playing – they're going to be playing a lot of 12-man. Yep. And obviously Blake Jarwin's out. So you're going to see – I think you can see, um, like in a two-minute drill, a lot of Sh- Sean McEwen. Yeah, yeah. I would, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm maybe put like a five-pound bet or a $10 mm. bet on – Sean McEwen to score a touchdown anytime during the game. Yeah. Worth looking at Connor, McGo- Connor McGovern is the third tight end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, gone, yeah. I've gone boy, oh boy, so far. So I better throw in an oh boy. So, All right, then. Sorry, C- Dalton, but you're my oh boy. <laughs> continue with the balance. I know what you're doing. Continue with the balance. That's fine. That's fine. All right, then. Pat Mahomes, 22 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Pam's home, right? These are low. Really yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go boy or boy as well. I yeah, think he's going to throw. A cu- I think he's going to throw a couple of picks, but it's going to be, it's going to be a shootout. So yeah, it's, it's almost is. it's almost like the way they treat Derek Henry during the the fantasy season. They, they pitch him like 
16, 17, 18 points, and he always goes well over the top of that. You wonder why they do it. Do they not look at trends? You know, I, I think Mahomes usually goes over 22, so in a shootout game, I don't see why he wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, then, starting running back for the Chiefs, that could be Darrell Williams <clears throat> or Clyde Edwards, 14 fantasy points. <laughs> I said that too. Yeah, I'll go. No oh chance. Boy. No chance. I'm sorry, but no way up front seven the way they're playing right now. No chance. Cowboys defense uh, against the run isn't too bad. You know, like in terms of fantasy against running backs, they've been not too bad this year. This could be this could be the game for the run stuff. Run stuff and for Osa Digizua. This one as well. This could yeah. be it. Uh, <laughs> last Here's an interesting week, one. Split the carries. Yeah, oh, that's a fair point. Mm. That's a fair point. Split the carries. Because of, because of the injury and, yeah, yeah, they'll put Clyde Edwards in, but they'll try and um, do, like, low control, as they call it, and, you know. As, lo- as long as our guys get get to work on setting the edge, because I think that's been the problem in the last couple of weeks that we've had... Mm-hmm. You, the the first drive for Cordarel Patterson uh, in that Falcons game, he had a couple. Of, he had a couple of nice long runs around the outside. Again, we didn't we didn't set the edge to begin with. Towards the end of the game, we we were getting on top of it. If we can do that with this game, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an old boy. Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to throw this out there. Last week he was. They're leading back and they're leading receiver. Now, I don't see re- I'm regressing that much just because Edwards Alaire is back. I'm going to go boy, oh boy. All right, Dan. Right, Tyreek Hill then. Are you ready for this one? 17 fantasy points. I knew you were going to fucking say that. <laughs> Fuck uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 17. It's a hell of a game. That is a hell of a game, yeah. 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 Better get your popcorn. I, going to be a show. I think... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to say push. I'm going to say push, actually. Okay. Lorne? I'll go... Graham? I'll go... Go on, Greg. What was I'll... you going to say? Boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. 83 yards I'll... and two touchdowns last week. That's well over go, 17 points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll go. That's like 23. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go boy, oh, boy as well, but he'll be the only one scoring for them. So. All right, then. Ready for Kelsey? Go on. Let me, I, I'll take a stab in the dark. 15 points. Yeah, it's 15 fantasy points. <laughs> so you're going for a push on that one then, are you, Paul? Yeah, I'm going for a push on that one. <laughs> Great. Fucking Mr. Matthew. No. They've got to take somebody. They've got to shut somebody down. And I think they might pick Kelsey. I'm going to go, oh boy. Okay. That's fair. Um, That's fair. I'm going to say push on that because I think, I think, as I say, they'll probably try and do a, they'll try and play cover two with him. Um, you know, so that you're you're passing Hill off to the safeties, 
and you're leaving um, you're leaving everybody else to handle uh, the underneath stuff. I think that does mean that Kelsey will get a couple down the seam, mm-hmm. um, but th- they'll be they'll be scheming to to stop him as well. So um, probably even bracket him with a linebacker in the um, a linebacker in the corner or something. So yeah, I'll I'll push on it. I think. Okay then, no problemos. Um, that wraps that up then, um, which should be a lot of fun on the, the old fantasy section. Um, very quick one though, before we wrap things up, a uh, shout out to our sponsor of the show, which is of course Cowboys Experience. You guys all know them. If you're going to go to a game, whether it's this year, next year, uh, make sure you book it for Cowboys Experience. They've got their packages, game day tickets, stadium tours, and, of course, the big one, the tailgate party. You will not want to miss these. And, of course, if you're going to book and you're with UK Cowboys, use the discount co- code UK Cowboys because what happens? You get free, you stuff. Get free stuff. Free stuff. Free stuff. It really is as simple as that, guys. Now, of course, we will be on over the weekend. You'll see us in the group and the page. So make sure you chat with us. We will be there. We'll be on as well uh, in the group talking away uh, on the game day, Fred, come game day. Paul, on the other hand, is going to be a little bit busy. Oh, I might, I might actually, I might actually like go live at the stadium. I might, I might do that for the first time as well. <laughs> do it, baby, do it. So, I might, I'll probably do it. For, I'll try and do it for the UK Cowboys channel. If I can't do it for that, then I'll do it for my own personal one. <laughs> so long as the four G yeah. holds up, Paul. Yeah, huh? that's it. So yeah, long yeah. as the four G holds up. Oh man, <laughs> I'm top. I'm topping up my free uh, mobile packages like bloody left and centre right now, man. That's <laughs> 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 actually being pretty not bad, can someone? <laughs> but yes, guys, we will be on over the weekend. Make sure to, to come and talk and, and chat and all the rest of it. And uh, we will see you as well. Don't forget on Tuesday for the Thanksgiving special. Make sure you're there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, grab a turkey leg and a beer and come and join us. But I will someone, let these guys... Did someone ask me a question, though? Uh, uh, Austin Powers, how's Dallas? Yeah. Oh, I'm, not in, Dallas I'm, not, I'm not in Dallas yet. I'll be in Dallas on Tuesday for Thanksgiving week. Then after that, I'm off to New Orleans after that. So, yeah, off to Kansas. Almost today. there. Almost there, almost there. But I let these guys sign the show off, and we will speak to you all over the weekend, and then on the Thanksgiving show. Take let's it away, guys. Cowboys. Yeah, let's go, Cowboys. Have a good week, guys, and hopefully we'll be back here celebrating Thanksgiving on Tuesday, and um, you know, enjoying the win and breaking down the next win against the Raiders as well. We're definitely going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Texas barbecue beats Kansas barbecue. Hands down. Hands down. (laughs) Stay safe, everyone. See you over the weekend. See you guys.